What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for joining me today. Uh, my name is Dr. Tom LeHue, and we're going to be talking about Enneagram Type 2, 3, and 4 at work. And uh, we're looking at a book that I'm reading right now called uh, The Enneagram at Work by Jim McPartland. And good stuff. This guy is a CEO of uh, hotels. He's worked in some of the best hotels in San Francisco, Orlando, New York, Los Angeles, Hollywood. And so as a business executive, he's learned that the Enneagram can be very helpful in understanding uh, how we work and how we show up at work. And just uh, a quick mention of my website in the description below, tomlehue.com, where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments for yourself or as a couple. Also, I have uh, some classes available, some certificate programs in the Enneagram. Uh, those, some of those are live on Zoom. I'd love for you to join me in one of those classes. And I also uh, have been uh, continuously adding to my on-demand classes. I have classes on the Enneagram and spirituality, Enneagram coaching, Enneagram Christian life coaching, all kinds of stuff. Um, then it's always growing. And I'd love for you to, to join me in one of those deep dives uh, to better yourself and, uh, and how you show up in helping others. And also, if you would love to uh, have me come and speak to your team, um, to your staff, I would love to bring this kind of information, open their eyes and let them see themselves uh, and how they could show up better and be more productive and get along with each other better. I'd love to speak to your team. Okay, so let's jump into this information. Again, this comes from the book, The Enneagram at Work by Jim McPartland. And I just want to take what he's saying and break it down a little bit. By the way, I got my grandkids today, so if you hear some crying and screaming and playing, that's what's going on out there in the rest of the house. Get done with this video, I'm gonna go back out there and play with my grandkids. Okay, so let's talk about the heart types in this video. Types two, three, and four, and kind of the strengths that they bring into the workplace, you bring onto your team. Think of it like all of us bring something to this dinner, and uh, you're not limited to this in any way, but it just kind of shows how you're wired. And realize this information isn't just for those of you that are heart types or feeling types, twos, threes, and fours, but all of us that connect with those heart types in some way. So for the five that connects over, you know, has that wing four, or the one that has that wing two, or nine has that line to three, uh, this is good information for all of us. We want to learn the best, we, to be our best, we want to learn from all the types and gain the wisdom from all the types to kind of see our own blind spots and shortcomings. So let's, let's jump into type two here, which he calls the considerate helper. What a great term. You know, you've probably heard helper, befriender, connector, uh, the giver. All of those are really good terms. But I love this word considerate helper um, because twos by nature tend to be considerate and notice when you're not being so considerate. Uh, but let's, let's talk about the considerate helper. This is what he says. He says, this type is all about taking care of those around them. They're exceptionally gifted at connecting emotionally with people in their lives and putting the needs of the other person or the team ahead of their own or above their own. Cultivate your type two strengths by being, and then he gives four different, uh, four different attributes that uh, tend to be common with type twos. And think of these as like what you bring to the table. This is like how you're wired. And what he says is number one, friendly. Number two, giving. Number three, supportive. And number four, relationship focused. 
and just realize every team needs more of this. We need to hear your voice. Type 2s, we need your warmth and your love and your affection and your appreciation and your cheerleader mentality. We need that on our teams. Um, we need somebody in our corner that will give us the, the inspiration to continue on when we feel overwhelmed or when we feel uh, you know life is getting too difficult or too challenging. So look at what he says again. Friendly, giving, supportive, and relationship-focused. Friendly, he says, uh, by, two, by nature, twos tend to be nice people, kind people, at least um, you used to be. Now, sometimes, you know, twos can become very dark and frustrated and hurt and all of that, but, but just notice how you're wired to care about what is nice, what is kind, what is appropriate, and you see others when they're not being nice or not being kind. You definitely can catch that when other people are not paying attention to those social norms and to etiquette. But so that friendly warmth, that appreciation, that affection, that attention, you know, a lot of us kind of go through life and not really feel like we matter. We don't feel like we have any significance. And then twos come along with all of their attention and their focus and their warmth. And suddenly we feel we feel loved and we feel like we matter. We feel like we're important again. And what a wonderful gift that is to bring to the table. Okay, friendly giving. Giving, he says, care for those around you, being generous with your time. Demonstrating and showing care for people around you. You know, the sad reality is, is in the corporate world, it doesn't seem like sometimes people care all that much. People are numbers, they're statistics, they're consumers, but they don't really, you know, sometimes come across like people. And twos, you guys remind us that our clients matter. Our clients are people with feelings and they ought to be cared for. They ought to be treated not as non-player characters or robots, but these are people that matter. And if it's not about taking care of people and, and meeting needs for people, then what are we doing this business for in the first place? Isn't that what got this business started? Is there was a need and there was people in need and the, the, the corporation exists to take care of people and to meet their needs. And along the way somewhere we lose sight of that. And twos, you can remind us that whatever we're doing, whatever this business is, it's about helping people, it's about being there for people, it's about supporting people, and it's about meeting needs. And that's just such an important, basic, fundamental truth that often gets blurred and forgotten. And twos, you can remind us of that. So take that. Take that mantle on and be that person at work. Be proud that you're a two. Be proud that you have this concern for others and for taking care of people. And then inspire the rest of us. Don't berate us that we're not nice or we're not caring, but just inspire us. Let us see you as an example of someone that really cares, that really shows positive attention. Okay, so, you know, twos, you guys are protectors. Two, sixes, and eights are all in a group together, the protectors. You're also a positivity type, seven, nines, and twos are all in the positivity group. And so bring that positive, protective, loving, caring, nurturing energy into your workplace because Lord knows we need it. Okay, he says, friendly, giving, supportive. Be complimentary of others and act as a safe sounding board, giving confidence to those you work with. Now, sometimes you might struggle with confidence yourself, but you give that away as you show admiration and appreciation. I know, twos, you would like to feel more appreciation. You don't want to be taken for granted. But bring that with you to the workplace and show people what it's like to, to be appreciated and to be valued because you guys do that so well. You show the rest of us what what that looks like. 
So supportive and relationship focused. Relationship focused, establish authentic rapport with others. Help us to see that relationships matter. Help us to see that relationships are important and, and that relationships you know, build networks that keep people connected and make people feel secure and then open doors uh, in the future for us. Okay, so friendly, giving, supportive, relationship focus. Awesome, every team needs this. I hope you see that. Every team needs this. Don't beat yourself up that you're not a three. I wish I was as productive as a three or I wish I was as disciplined as a one or I wish I was you know, as uh, strong as an eight, you know, or a problem solver like those sixes. Um, be proud of who you are and bring the best of that into your workplace, into your team. Okay, type threes, wow, you guys are cut out for work. You guys are cut out for, the, uh, uh, for, the, for uh, being productive team players. Uh, sometimes you might need to remember that you have a line to nine and you need to take a rest. You need to take a break. But let's look at the positive here's of type threes. He calls them the competitive achievers. Now, you've probably heard that term achiever before. Achiever, uh, performer. Uh, but I love this word competitive achiever because threes, you got to admit, you kind of you know get driven and riled up when you think about getting ahead and pushing yourself and overcoming obstacles and and life is, in some ways, to you kind of like competition, at least competing against your own record, competing against yourself. Uh, this type just gets the job done. What a great statement. This type just gets the job done. Threes are competitive, goal-oriented, and focused. They zero in on the task at hand and are exceedingly productive. Cultivate your type three strengths by being, and here's the four things he gives for you, hardworking, adaptable, results-oriented, and efficient. Okay, so let's look at those again. Hardworking, adaptable, what a great word for threes. That's like the positive, you know, of, of you, could, you, could, you could be too adaptable, but we're not gonna go there today in this study. Uh, adaptable, results-oriented, and efficient. Okay, so hardworking. Enjoy having tasks to do and fully commit to them. And so if you're a three, you probably get this, you know, excitement or this energy that you feel when when you've got a goal in front of you. You've got a clear mission, a clear strategy. You know what you're trying to achieve. You know what you're trying to accomplish. And the reverse of that is probably true as well. You probably get a little bit, you know, weird when you don't see that goal. Maybe you get a little lethargic or apathetic, and it you know, doesn't feel good to not know what the next hurdle is, or to not know what the next objective is, or the next goal is. So hard working. What a great thing. We we all need that. You know, at your at your average level, you're just this person, but at your best, you're sharing these values with the rest of us. I want you to see that. You're sharing this 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 challenge to the rest of us. Join the team. Join the team. Don't become competitive with your own team. Join the team and then inspire the rest of us. Say, hey, Tom, you know what? I think you could achieve more. Hey, Tom, I think you could accomplish more. Hey, Tom, I, th I believe in you. I've seen you at your best. You could really be one of the best and then inspire the rest of us to be more like you. Okay? So hardworking, adaptable. Okay, this is what he says about adaptable. Roll with the changes and pivot when necessary in order to reach the goal. Man, fantastic. We all need to learn to pivot. We need to learn to, you know, to adapt and to play to our strengths and play to our audience and know when is the right time to speak up, when is the right time to move forward, when is the right time to step back and to be able to pivot and change and alter our course 
in order to accomplish that goal. Uh, so, you know, it's great to be uh, principled and focused uh, and, and to have good boundaries. But sometimes, you know, if you really want to win and you really want to accomplish the goal, you got to be willing to pivot. You got to be willing to shift. You got to be willing to adapt. And threes, what a great gift this is. Again, it could be pushed too far, but we're not going to talk about that in this, in this video. But the rest of us, we need to be challenged by you. Uh, reminded that we need to be more adaptable. We need to be more intense, more hardworking. Results-oriented, number three. Results-oriented. Doing is awesome. Done is better. What a great statement. Doing is awesome. Done is better. Results-oriented. Get results. You know, sometimes we can be so uh, focused on being competent. By the way, threes, you are in a competency group with ones and fives. Ones, competence, that they're not lazy. They get it done right. Threes, that they get the results. Fives, that they have the information and they know the right, the right facts and details. But threes, you know, the rest of us, we need to be more results-oriented. We get so focused, we get lost in the weeds sometimes. And we need threes to come alongside of us and say, hey, what's the goal here? What's the goal? You know, you're getting caught up in arguments, you're getting caught up in debating, you're getting caught up in the weeds, you're getting caught up in the details. What's the goal? Let's keep pushing for the goal. Let's keep moving toward that goal. What a great voice on every team. Every team needs to hear this voice. And then efficient. Efficient. Be productive, resourceful, and don't get easily distracted. Be productive, be resourceful, and don't get easily distracted. As a seven, wow. I sometimes am not efficient. My emphasis is more on authenticity and being myself and being my unique blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I just need to remember, like, be efficient. Get it done. Get the results done. And sometimes, you know, you just have to be productive. You just can't worry about getting it technically right or getting it exactly the way you want it. No, you're not a perfectionist. You're not a one. You're not a five. Um, but, and, and so I think every team needs to hear this challenge. Like, let's keep moving forward. Let's keep focused. So hardworking, adaptable, results-oriented, efficient. If you're a two or a four right now, just realize you need to lean into that more. Okay? If you're a nine, wow, this is what you look like at your best. You need to strive, push yourself, challenge yourself. If you're a six, there's good to be had here, too, for sixes. You're connected to a three, and at your worst, you'll become more like this. Not at your worst. When you're under stress, you'll become more like this. But what if we just all sort of listen to this voice and we're challenged by it? I think we should. Okay, type four. He calls it the intense creative. What a great name. Intense creative. Now, you know, you've probably heard creative, romantic for the four, the individualist. One of my favorite terms for the four is the healer. Uh, fours, ones, and sevens are in a group together called the frustration types because this could be better. And fours, you have this keen sense to see things the way they are and then to see the beauty in it, to see the beauty in that brokenness. And he calls type fours the intense creative. Sometimes you also are called the dramatist the dramatic one. Okay, let's keep it positive, Tom. This type is creative, having the ability to truly think outside the box. 
Is that important? Yes, it is important. Why? Because if you're going to make a product, it can't be exactly the same as the company down the street. It's got to be unique in some way. It's got to stand out. It's got to be special. It's got to have something about it that is different than all the other products like it. Whether that's shoes or coffee or whatever it is, it's got to have some kind of thumbprint on it that says, hey, this is made differently or it's made for a certain purpose. It's, it's benefiting some other organization in some way or it's got some kind of unique twist on it. Every company is dying to try to figure out what makes them unique from Coke to Pepsi to, to RC Cola, whatever it is. They're all trying to say, look, we're different in this way. We're unique in this way. And Force, you bring that to the table. That is your breathing. That is your apparatus that you live in. Just what is our unique thumbprint? What is our mission? Where threes want to know the mission and then accomplish it, fours are questioning, like, why is that our mission? And does our does do our actions really line up with our mission and our values? Is what we're doing meaningful? Is it making a difference? Is it making a contribution? I don't want to just get to the top of the ladder. I want to make sure that I'm my ladder is against the right wall. And fours, you really bring us back to those deep questions, those to help us, you know, get in a sense of what really matters, what our values are. And so he says, this type has the ability to truly think outside the box, sensitive with the artist's sense of nuance and eloquence. They'll appreciate meaningful conversations. And then he says, you can cultivate these strengths by, and here's the four he gives for fours, okay? The four different strengths that he gives for fours. When you join that team, when you join that organization, this is what you bring to the table. Fours, I want you to own this, okay? Don't look at the threes and go, oh, I wish I was a three. Oh, I'd be so much better if I was a three. Or the fives. Oh, I wish I was more, you know, uh, I wish I could be more um, dis disconnected or detached or uh, I'm so, I get so driven by my emotions. I wish I could be more like that five. Look, be proud of being a four, okay? Be proud of being a creative individualist. Just share the best of that with the team, with the people around you. Here's what he says, four things. Inspired, inspired, expre expressive, uh, individualistic, and purpose-driven. Purpose-driven, what the heck? What company doesn't need to be purpose-driven? What team doesn't need to be more purpose-driven? I need to be more purpose-driven. Look, the purpose-driven book by Rick Warren, who's probably a nine, I don't know, but probably. That book is the number one nonfiction seller of all time next to the Bible. Purpose-driven is important. I know it's kind of a catchword of the 90s or the early 2000s, but every group, every team needs to know what is our purpose? Why, why is this, why are we even doing this business? Why does this matter in any way? Is this important? Is it making a contribution in any meaningful way? Purpose-driven, so rich. It's you guys, man, that's your voice. Okay, inspired. Actively use your imagination to motivate yourselves and others. Actively use your imagination to motivate yourself and others to think outside the box, to think of the, what could be, what could be done, how this could be unique, how this could be different, what is our unique uh, approach as a, as a group, as a team. Expressive, number two, expressive. Strongly convey your feelings on a subject. Don't avoid uncomfortable conversation and appreciates deep discussion. Good, that's good. Um, conveying our feelings on the subject. Um, being willing to go into that uncomfortable space sometimes and talk about things, deep things, and appreciating deep discussion. 
Individualistic. Don't be content to go with the flow and appreciate your originality. You know, far too many of us are just comfortable just like making it, going with the flow, doing what's expected of us, keeping the keeping the old folks happy so that nobody has a crisis. Don't rock the boat. Just keep everybody content. And look at fours. You guys kind of are trailblazers. You're willing to kind of push the envelope. You're willing to ask the questions to give us that startling wake up that sometimes we need. And then purpose-driven, desires to make a contribution that has meaning. Man, why be successful if, if, if our success is not meaningful? Why do we want to make so many sales or be so aggressive in our, in, our, in our corporate plan if at the end of the day we're left nothing but with a bag of gold? I realize a bag of gold would be a lot of fun. I realize a bag of gold would be good. But our lives are so quick. Our lives are like a vapor. They're here and then it's gone. And what is all of this for? What is all of this what is all of this striving and all of this working and all of this labor for? Doesn't it have to be rich? Shouldn't it be meaningful in some way? You know, and I think the fours could look at all of us and say, you know, when you get to the end of your life and you realize your life had no meaning or purpose, just remember that was never your goal. You never set out asking yourself those deep questions. In fours, you guys ask those deep questions. And those questions are questions that every team needs to be challenged with from time to time. You know, when we have those leadership retreats, when we have those powwows, whatever we call them, where we get away those fireside chats, we need that voice of the four saying, what are we doing here? You know, what is our mission? What is our vision? Are we really accomplishing that? You know, uh, is that is that really making an impact and a difference in our lives and our clients' lives and our corporate lives? There's got to be more than just this. There's got to be more than just making a living. There's got to be more than just making, uh, you know, sales than just reaching the next level. There's got to be more to this. We're humans. Let's not forget we're humans and the people we serve are humans. Okay, so there you go. Type twos, type threes, type fours. You got a mandate. You got a mission. You got a message to share. So let's get out there and let's make a difference. And as always, I say it in every video, let's be present to life. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Thanks.